What's good, podcast populace, and welcome to another episode of the basement party known as the Brain Trust Countdown. The three best friends count down their top picks on seemingly asinine categories, and more importantly, put our differences online for the world to hear. Think of it like every comment section ever, but with less ads about tea that makes you poop. As always, I'm your man, Alan, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. To my digital left, you have the myth known as AP. AP, say hi to the folks listening today. Hey, yo. Now, that was weird, but, well, we can't record that, so let's, do, let's keep moving forward. Uh, and then the guy to my digital right is the legend known as Anthony. Anthony, say hi to the folks who are spending time with us today. What's up, people? Thanks for coming out today again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents, what's the happy haps for the day? How are we feeling? Well, first off, I think Hey Yo is going to be my intro from now on. It worked for Razor Ramon, got him over. It's going to get me over, too. That guy always works. You're putting yourself in the same weight class as Razor Ramon. You really Absolutely. Are. Absolutely. It was I weird because it sounded like... Cheese ball. It was weird because it just sounded like your mouth was full of peanut butter. Oh. I mean, that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> I eat during peanut these podcasts. Peanut butter mouthful of marbles. What's the expression? Uh, I think it's marbles. I think marbles is the expression. Okay. Good. Yeah. But I mean, outside of that, things are good. It's just hot, man. I don't know why it's so damn hot. <laughs> like I just I have no desire to go outside it's just the second I get out there I'm like yeah I'm gonna burn like I know immediately it's bullshit I hate it <laughs> it's um, nice outside today though yeah yeah well it, it looks nice but I just, I still assume that it's blisteringly hot like I don't know I've been outside yet Here's <laughs> my trick for the hot days my my treat to beat the heat as it were I, hate I already don't want to hear it. After that, after your little <laughs> rhyming escapade, I don't want to hear it at all. This yeah. summer, we discovered my love of, um, of drumsticks. Uh, so for anybody who's never experienced a drumstick, you got your waffle cone, you got your chocolate in the middle, you've got uh, your little ice cream ball, a uh, little caramel inside, and peanuts and chocolate as a shell on the outside. It's fantastic. I eat at least one a day. Uh, I, I'll be dead this time next year based on my intake of... I 100% thought you were talking about a chicken drumstick. And I was like, oh, that's a weird thing for you to beat the heat with. A chicken drumstick, but fine. I thought he was talking about a drummer's drumstick. That was weird <laughs> to me. I was like, I don't, what are you going to do with those? I don't know. <laughs> the end, cool to down. options to cool off in the summer. <laughs> I enjoy the fact that you're just getting on the drumstick train, bro. We, people been knowing about them. No, I'm rediscovering it. I think that's oh, what okay. is this summer. Like, I haven't had one in a little while, and I had one, and I was like, I'm going to need fourteen <laughs> more of these. <laughs> it was like, it's like me. I, I had a chicken patty recently. It's been a while since I had one. And, like, I had one. I was like, oh, wait a second. These are fantastic. I've had four a day since. <laughs> <laughs> there was no slowdown here. No safe That's food fix, no slowdown, you know? I think, I think doctors usually tell you to have at least three a day, so I think you're doing better than the standard. Yeah, three chicken patties a day keeps the doctors at bay, I think. <laughs> no one ever says that, ever. <laughs> because they don't want to be associated with you as a patient. Yeah, and not also even... it's pretty clunky. <laughs> it's very carb-heavy. It's like, oh, I don't think even doctors in Jamaica recommend three chicken patties a day. I don't think doctors in Jamaica recommend anything. <laughs> have, have you tried 
sunlight. And <laughs> I didn't try sunlight. Thanks, Doc. And then they go out it, into the sun. I'm sure they have great doctors there. Oh, my gosh. If you're Jamaican, don't at me. <laughs> Cancel culture is getting out of hand. I know. <laughs> he said something outlandish about J- Jamaican doctors. Cancel him. <laughs> we need to stop making so many enemies in the first 30 seconds of this podcast. I think that's the best way to go about it. Because if we go on record as the most hated podcast on the planet, I think that has a negative effect and it draws people in. They want to know how we ostracize ourselves next. So, <laughs> no. No, we want fans. We want people to listen and tell their friends about us, not not be part of cancel culture. What did they do to possibly upset Jamaican doctors? <laughs> and then they listen. Like, oh, that was it. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Time to get on with the show? Let's do it. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about probably a very uh, unexpectedly controversial topic because it just occurred to me that these other two people don't like Pixar films. So today, <laughs> False. we're talking about Pixar. Stay tuned. Well, I suppose we should begin. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Brain Trust Countdown. Three, two, one. All right, everybody. Like I said earlier, this is going to be a very unexpectedly controversial episode, one that will probably come with more debate than I would have expected. But today we're talking about our top three favorite Pixar films. We're not talking Disney. We're talking specifically the world of computer animation and the universe brought to us by Pixar. We're talking Finding Dory, Finding Nemo, maybe a little bit of The Incredibles, maybe a little bit of Cars. So help me God, if either of you pick cars, I will fight you. Nobody pick cars. It's true. <laughs> uh, hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's one and two are both cars one and two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a terrible choice. <laughs> In any case, we're going to be talking about our top three favorite Pixar films. Maybe we'll have some fun facts for you, but we'll more importantly figure out why these two jamokes don't like Pixar. AP, why don't you hit us with your third best Pixar film? As Will stupid do. as this probably is. First off, I don't have a problem with Pixar films. My only thing <laughs> was that there's like 22. And unless you're picking cars, like I feel, <laughs> I feel like the picks are going to be pretty self-explanatory. Um, but that being said, um, I got to go for my number three. I got to pick The Incredibles. That's that's my number three. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great movie, family drama. It was I loved it because I could care about the characters. I like I really felt connected to the characters in it. Plus, it had Frozone, so I mean, <laughs> can't be mad. And then the Jack Jack reveal at the end that he had all of the powers. I was completely good with that. Had a decent villain. The villain had backstory. It it was a kid who felt slighted by Mr. Incredible and then wanted to come back at the family. I loved it. It had every, it was just a well-rounded story, great animation, great fight scenes, and the family dynamic you can never get away from. It's basically family matters, but superheroes. Mm -hmm. So that is my number three, The Incredibles. Okay. Um, So the best way that I can really describe Incredibles is I'm trying uh, to find a way to hate on this pick or to um, argue it a little bit with you, but I can't and I won't. This pick is fantastic. It's uh, it, The way that I look at it, it's pretty much a Fantastic Four movie. 
Uh, it's what every Fantastic Four movie should have been, but it wasn't. You know what? That's a very, very good call. Every Fantastic Four movie, unfortunately, has been trash because they, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been able to get that like team family dynamic and make you care about everyone. But The Incredibles mm-hmm. in one shot was just like, yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> they made it look so easy, too, which is nuts. But uh, as a quick call out to the original live action Fantastic Four, can we all just agree that Chris Evans is the best thing on the planet? Yeah, like Chris great. Evans is, he's fantastic. Uh, that's where you're wrong, my friend, mon frere. Uh, oh. Alba was easily. You're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're nuts. Jessica Alba with blue contact lenses. <laughs> and blonde hair. Easily the best thing to happen. The second she put her hands up to create a force shield, I'm like, this movie's trash. Heavy <laughs> But like, think, I want you to think about that for a second because her power set as Susan Storm is actually the coolest of anybody. Including, yeah. And that's actually one of the better parts. For me, Violet was one of the better parts of The Incredibles because of her power set. Like, force right. fields seem stupid, but when you realize you can cut off somebody's airflow, it, all, it immediately becomes <laughs> a significantly cooler super. You get slightly creative and it becomes deadly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You just think about what you're doing and it becomes lethal instantly. It's and the fact that a power that cool was ruined by Jessica Alba just goes to show you, like, just the caliber. I like. I don't look. I don't. I don't want to speak ill of Alba because, <laughs> because she was in Flipper, and Flipper was like my favorite TV show growing up as a kid. <laughs> I don't want shit on a her. Flipper but shout out. That's a that's an odd one. <laughs> back when she was billed as Jessica Marie Alba. That's right. We knew the middle oh, name. Weird. I didn't actually yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. She was built okay. as, as that. My favorite part of the OG Fantastic Four was Doctor Doom, played by my favorite character from Skins, <laughs> Julie, uh, Doctor Magnamera. I don't remember what his real real life name is. It was. Uh, um, you watch Skins? Who didn't? Was it Skins or Nip Tuck? I thought it, it was, was Nip Tuck. I always screw those up. It was Nip Tuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, people watch Nip Tuck. Yeah, Nip, Nip Tuck was fine. And, uh, and as Dr. Doom, he walked down the hallway, like imploding people's heads, like just blowing their heads up in helmets. I don't know if anybody remembers how horribly graphic that was, but. Sounds, that sounds, that sounds graphic. <laughs> but how do you feel about the Incredibles, Tom? Incredibles, Thomas? Um, I absolutely love the Incredibles. It's actually my number two. So we're going to go ahead oh. and save some time right now. Yeah, um, sure. talk to us about it. <laughs> I love The Incredibles for a lot of the same reasons you did. Uh, mm-hmm. Family Dynamic was fire. Uh, I loved seeing all of their powers. I loved the Jack-Jack reveal. I found the super villain. It was probably the first superhero movie in recent memory that gave you a somewhat relatable villain, or at least a more complex villain. Um, and That's the fact right. that he was able to like build up and use his intelligence to become the anti-superhero. Also, watching how society turned on superheroes and like the like the super cut of all the ways the heroes were kind of like removed from society or like banned from society i thought that was a cool touch and like a really elevated concept for um like an animated movie yeah for a kid's movie because like you look at some like look at Watchmen, look at uh like frank miller's superhero stories and like you get a lot of that like society turning on superheroes for various reasons to find a way to shoehorn that into a kid's movie oh Fantastic. No, Plus, Jason too. Lee is fantastic. Jason Lee is great, yeah. Yeah. Jason Lee yeah. could do no wrong, and as the voice of the villain, he you wanted to root for him almost, but you really did hate him. 
Yeah, because I mean he's yeah. hurting people. You can't you yeah. can't root for the you can't root for the heel, you know. And they tried to like <laughs> create the to use Alan's uh, one of Alan's favorite expressions. They tried to capture lightning in a bottle again with the second movie with a similar esque like angle, uh, and it, it wasn't the same. Incredibles one, and I would argue probably for most Pixar movies. The first one is always the best one. I can't think of anywhere a sequel topped it, but maybe we'll maybe we'll get there. Uh, I mean, let's see what happens later on in this list. Um, one thing I wanted to note about Incredibles that I thought was interesting is the guy that directed it. Uh, it was probably one of the only Pixar movies where the guy who directed it also wrote the story, screenplay. Like he was like a jack of all trades for for everything mm. related to Incredibles. Brad Bird. He is also best known for directing Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol as his first. Um, live action, so that. and movie. do the Bartman in the '90s. He was the director for the. <laughs> Yo, I remember doing the Bartman back in the day. Everybody was. I think I had a T-shirt. I had a Bartman T-shirt back in the day. I definitely had a "Don't Have a Cowman" T-shirt or a dude, <laughs> "Don't Have a Cow Dude" T-shirt. Yeah. I remember distinctly trying to ask my teacher how to spell "cowabunga." <laughs> because it, just because Bart said it a lot on TV, it was like, Miss, how do you spell Kawabunga? And she looked at me, he's like, What's wrong with you, kid? Did she, did not she a send real you to the principal's office? <laughs> like, that's not a real word. All right, fine. How do you spell Kawabunga? Go, go see the principal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need Jesus. Okay, that's fine too. Yeah, go was, see the pastor. Bart was like the beginning of the end as far as like kids getting hyper influenced by television characters and essentially ruining the teacher student relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or inspired Zach Morris and Eric yeah. Hartman and all these other monsters. So, yeah. He was mm-hmm. uh, patient zero. <laughs> well, we're 11 minutes into this episode and we've already uh, shouted out Chris Evans, Jessica Alba, yes. uh, Brad Bird. Yeah. So, if at any point you guys are listening to this episode, please feel free to come on Give and we will. Yeah, and we will happily watch Fantastic Four with you or The Incredibles or The Bart Band. So please Honestly, hit us I would up. I'd love to do a Fantastic Four rewatch as a special episode of this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it would literally be a How Did This Get Made uh, <laughs> rewatch. We'd be sitting down just roasting Alba <laughs> for that blank look in her eyes. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Manzukas and Paul Shear and, uh, and June. If yes. they're listening, you guys can come onto this too. Great pod, great, great pod. pod. Ho- hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll blow up and they'll give a shit about who we are. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Let's see where that goes. Anthony, why don't you hit us with your uh, with your number three? Yeah, yeah, easy. Um, so I went with a newer pick for number three, um, and it's one that I watched fairly recently, so it's still fresh in my mind. I don't think I've ever been the type to to race to a movie theater to see a Pixar movie. I don't think I've ever seen. Um, a Pixar movie in theaters, if I'm being honest. Um, Save for maybe my number one, um, but we'll get there. Uh, But this movie, I sincerely regret not seeing it when it came out because I wasn't part of all the conversation around it, and I wish I was. I'm giving it to Coco. Uh, I absolutely Hmm. loved the visuals in Coco. I love the characters. Um, I like anything... Uh, Day of the Dead related, uh, which which, like just a, a huge... Uh, cultural like element to the movie I, I, I absolutely enjoy it, and that was a big part of Coco uh, the reveal while not like the world's biggest surprise I still felt was like it was it was a worthwhile payoff at the end of it and like the music man the music was fantastic in that movie so like mm-hmm. go ahead try if you must 
Find find something wrong with Coco. I, I sincerely doubt that you can. Coco gets would you <laughs> would would you say that you were in love with the Coco? <laughs> let's hear your thoughts. Let's, uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> immediately over that much. <laughs> Genesis a shout out on my podcast. I swore, I swore that see why not. recording OT Genesis would never, would never get a shout out from you. <laughs> would you say that you're in love with the Coco? Oh, move on. <laughs> um, so, Coco as a movie, I will say that I haven't seen. Only because I'm terrified of it. Uh, I, I'm scared that like I, I, I know that Coco is a very emotionally heart pulling uh, movie, and I know that it has to deal with loss. Uh, and uh, when the movie came out, I was going through something similar, and I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. Um, so paralleled. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I don't know if I have the the fortitude to be able to watch this kind of movie. So I steered clear of it, but it is uh, it is on my list of things to watch for sure. And um, it's a secret shame of mine that I haven't been able to watch it because right now there is no excuse not to watch it. You should be ashamed. So I was going to say, there are a lot of Pixar movies I have not seen. And I was hoping we would get to that at some point in the podcast, like the ones I either actively or or just because life got in the way, haven't actually gone down the path of watching. But Coco isn't one of those movies and shouldn't be one of those movies. I would argue it, it's, it's fantastic enough to go out of your way to see it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ashamed of you. So. I want, I, honestly, I haven't seen it either. And it's not that I didn't want to see it. I just haven't. It's, again, it's on my list. I, I mean, the second I saw that kid's guitar, I was like, yes, watching this. But it's just because of the way that, I mean, I, they advertised it, but I just don't think it was pushed well enough. So it wasn't in my mind when it came out. So like mm-hmm. after all this time, it's one of those things that pops up. That I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm Coco. That's something I want to see. So I'm def- I'm definitely planning on seeing it. I definitely do right. want to see it. But yeah, well, I'm really not for even me spoil yet. the reveal. Then I thought everybody here had seen it. I was like. Bro, if you go anywhere and you assume everyone's seen Coco, you're missing the mark, man. I'm going to get punched in the face. <laughs> Absolutely. You spoiled it. I feel like it is it is actually one of those movies that everybody wants to see, but just, like, very few. And I think we'll get a few years in the future and it'll end up being a cult classic because people will start to discover it again and pass it around. And yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. wait, answer, my, answer the question then that I kind of started my answer with. Have you guys seen many of these movies in theaters or are these all at-home watches for the most part? Uh, theaters for me. Theaters for me. Theaters I've, for seen, me. I've seen a majority of them, uh, but the ones that I uh, have seen in theaters uh, have been like stellar picks. Like the, the Toy Stories I've seen all in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, like Finding Dory and things like that. I've saw. I've all seen in theaters. Incredibles we saw in theaters as well. Wow. Um, Literally yeah. the opposite of me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you just watch everything at home video. Literally, well, I mean, if you're gonna watch Cars, you may as well. I think one of the <laughs> animated movies I've seen in theaters was with AP. We went to see Wreck It Ralph while we were in <laughs> California. If, if it was, if this was Disney Pixar, that would have been on my. That would have been on this list for me. AP, do you remember this? I'm going to do this live on air. Do you remember oh, us watching? Don't embarrass us like that. <laughs> getting to the third act of Wreck-It Ralph, and then both of us tearing up at what was happening, but not looking at each other. Instead, <laughs> instead being like, hey, man, you okay? 
<laughs> we're, we're, we were sitting next to each other and wouldn't look at each other because it because it came out it's 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 so but it's so weird though like looking back on it now you're just like yeah of course that would have happened but for us like at that point spoiler warning just fast forward 10 seconds when when ralph smashed that girl's car we were both like how could he do it <laughs> devastating it was devastating to both like, of us let's be honest we didn't know each other that well back then we it's knew true. <laughs> that movie was great i love record and out of 10 if we were doing disney right now it wouldn't even be in question yeah. So, he, so here's my thing. I, I debated uh, expanding this category to including Disney, but the Disney catalog is hundreds it's enormous. of movies. Yeah. That's like trying to say, pick your favorite dog, you know? <laughs> like there, there, there are just too many options out there. Or pick your favorite smell. There are too many smells out there to really narrow it down. <laughs> no, pick your favorite smell is a great episode idea. That is a great episode. What smells yeah. do you like? <laughs> I like put, flowers. I like. No, save it for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how about it. you, Alan? What, what what is your what is your number three look like, man? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, so my number three is uh, also a very recent pick, and it was uh, suggested to me to uh, by a friend, uh, Jack. Uh, she told me to watch um, Onward, and I'm mm. not. I don't know if you guys have seen Onward yet because it uh, it just came out just before the pandemic hit. And then it went straight to Disney Plus, but it is a very good. Um, it's a great, great story. Okay, uh, good. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good to hear. It's very under the radar because of everything that was happening in the world. And I was looking it up, and actually, Onward uh, is one of those movies that was probably the, made the least amount of money. So it was a, the, a low grosser, only very much uh, dependent on the, uh, the the climate of the world around us. Mm-hmm. But man, it it was a uh, it pulls at the heartstrings for sure. Uh, <laughs> Without yeah. giving too much away, Onward deals with death as well, right? Like, I feel like this is Pixar's wheelhouse now. Yeah. yeah uh, Onward like deals with uh, with a loss in the family, for sure. But it has more to do with, like, a boy's relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, the that everybody here in this chat room has a very strong relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this was the prevalent storyline in the movie, it just it, it hits some kind of way with me. So, yeah, so I highly recommend it. It's a, uh, it stars Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. So our favorite, one of our oh, favorite, great. some Love of it. our favorite Avengers. Love so, I mean, it, it's definitely something that you should watch, but be prepared to, to, sh- to, to have a couple of sniffles to, uh, to, to not look as manly as you once did before, but man, such a bro, great, I'm, I'm tired of movies making me cry, bro. Like, <laughs> like who who came through and said that this was going to be the norm now? <laughs> I'm trying to go sit there and just enjoy myself and get taken away to. But I but I guess the argument could be if they take you to the world well enough, you're going to be that invested. Like you mm-hmm. know, to tell the story. But uh, I'm not trying to do it. So I watch all my movies at home now. Forget it. Because <laughs> I can lie. Be like, you, did you cry at that? Nah, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> Were you on your phone the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, it was on my phone. Yeah, I, didn't see yeah, I was texting. I was texting. <laughs> I honestly, like, definitely bawled my eyes out. I know we're going to keep coming back to Disney. It's just going to happen. I bawled my eyes out. Not bawled my eyes out, but I definitely, like, cried more than I thought I would in Big Hero 6 when I watched it at home, and I was yeah. so glad 
So yeah. glad I watched that movie at home. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, the I Taylor cried Bay a Max, lot. Damn. Yeah. You know? I cried a lot at Big Hero Six. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Uh, they they do very. Disney does very well at like hitting you in the gut when you don't expect it. Yeah. yeah. It's like now this is when we do it. We kill them off now, and you're like, oh, why? Why you got to do this to me? <laughs> Yeah, it was so unexpected. But okay, so for Onward, I did see the trailer before it came out. Surprisingly, I do know like a little bit about what happens in the movie. Um, I thought it looked pretty dumb. So I'm surprised to hear you say that, but I also can't, like I obviously can't speak to something I've never seen. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think the characters were going to be some people I could identify with. Um, I do love Chris Pratt, but you know, I, I, it, it hadn't sold me. Um, but I like one of those things. I watch Pixar movies two, three years after they come out, and I'm like, well, I'm an idiot. And that's <laughs> <laughs> I should have loved this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that? So, There's a truck outside my place trying to get my attention. They really loved Onward. <laughs> that's usually how it happens, man. That's what happens when you live in a buzzing metropolis, my friend. God, dude, tell me about it. <laughs> but as for, for me, as far as Onward, same thing. Like, I didn't know much about it, but you're right. It did come out just before the pandemic, so I haven't been able to get my eyes on it, but I have heard good things as well um, from, like, the two people I know who saw it. They, they <laughs> it, it, Yeah, it's two people, but I mean... One of them in this room, yeah. Yeah, one of mm -hmm. them here. Uh, but they sing the praises of the movie and, and the, you know, consensus that was that it was surprisingly like deep and it was surprisingly good. So I gotta make sure I check that out. I highly recommend it, highly. Will do, sir. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess we can move on to my uh, number two. Number two, Two Town. Um, yeah, um, so. Two Town, go. Two, two Town, I, it's not a, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you even Detective talking about? Turbo Two Tone. That was, I think that was, um, have you ever seen Cops the Animated Series? I think that was one of the bosses. I think it was like Tony Two Tone or Turbo Two Tone or some nonsense like that. Whatever, look it up, 80s. We'll do. We'll do All I remember from that. Cops the cartoon was one of the characters was named Long Arm. Yeah, he had a long he arm. He was the long arm of the law, and because he had that giant telescopic like robot arm. Yeah, he, he had like the claw that would catch. Uh, I just imagine like. I imagine them all sitting around the station and him just like silent and him being like, you know, I wish they called me long arms. <laughs> I'm only one kind of size. Well, he only had one. He only had one long arm, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's funny, like, as you go through, like, the names of the cops, you know, Bulletproof Brigade and, like, all that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, I see what you were doing. I see what you're trying to figure out. It was good. Plus, their chief was black, so I was into it. Mm. It wasn't good. It was, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Big Boss had that, no, oh, we're going to get you later, she. Like, it's one of those guys. Love that. <laughs> Anyways, my number two. <laughs> uh, well, um, I think for my number two, like, I, I really... I really do like Pixar movies, um, but I've only seen a few. They have 22, I think, solo entries to date right now. So I, maybe I've seen like seven or eight of them. So like I'm, I am missing out on a bunch of the lexicon. Wow. Yeah. But for my number two, it's still a movie I enjoyed quite a lot. Um, I think a lot of other people did too. It covers a lot of themes of like death and loss and, and, and kind of how you come out the other side of that. So my number two, of course, is going to be Up. 
right? Um, and and it was very, very close to being my number one. Um, but I, and I honestly feel the only reason that Up was my number two is because it's been a while since I've watched it. I'm sure if I watched it again today, it would like hit right in the heartstrings. But like Up is one of those movies that is for, you know, everyone. Like we all know what it's like to experience loss, be it somebody or something or a part of us. And just watching that play out on screen for somebody in in a matter of what? What was it? Like a two minute intro segment yeah, what's was enough initial... to crush people. Yeah. You know, and and make everybody kind of have everyone invest in this um, elderly man and, and the loss that he has. and. You know, it, I'm sure it's helped a bunch of people cope with their own too. So yeah, up has got to be my number two. Um, I can't say a bad thing about up. I won't There's say nothing it. Nothing bad. There's nothing bad about it. Um, spoiler alert: up is my number one. So maybe this will be a very <laughs> short episode, but we can back end it with a lot of really fun stuff that I We've have got planned. Fun facts for days. We have so yeah. much. We have so much. <laughs> Takes um, out cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Scroll immediately. Uh, I I have nothing but incredible things to say about Up. Up is a um, quintessential movie. It is. It somehow managed to tell um, a greater love story in two minutes of the intro than Crazy. most movies do in entire series. So, um, and a funny fact. A fun fact is that the entire first uh, four or six minutes of up are entirely silent as well yeah. the, the silent vignette yeah fantastic uh, yeah yeah they, pixar has a way of doing that and just knocking it out of the park making you feel everything you know <clears throat> so i've deduced that the best thing i can say about um pixar is that they're exceptional storytellers yeah that's true yeah like it, it doesn't have to be overly flashy it just so happens that they are but uh, the stories that they tell, while a little bit uh, like they could be rooted in fantasy or in an alternate world or in space or whatever, but it's still a story that we can all relate to. And it's, that's probably the most powerful thing about Pixar. So um, Up is fantastic. I support you entirely. Appreciate that. So yeah. Up, for me, like you said, opening sequence hit all the right notes, but like a lot of people give the opening sequence credit without necessarily crediting the rest of the movie as being lovable. The whole thing was lovable. There was no mm -hmm. part of up that I didn't enjoy. Like his relationship with Russ, the, oh, the world building they did when they took them, like, um, like when he finally succeeded in his mission, like, oh man, they, they really killed it. And Up was so close to making my list. There's actually a few movies um, that once I started thinking about them, were like very close fourth and fifths. I would say Up was probably the the number four, if not right. number five, in a very tight race. Um, yeah, fantastic. Nothing bad to say about it whatsoever. It's amazing. Um, yeah, love, love, loved Up. I mean, fair enough. I think that's fair. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I guess I guess we can get into Alan's number two. <laughs> we're, we're gonna like, jump whoa, all around the lot. This is gonna get yeah. weird. Yeah, this is gonna get yeah. real weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be strange. So what we have left is my number two. Yes. Uh Anthony's number one. One. Yep. And then and AP. Yeah, you have your number one as well. Yes. So it's yes. actually pretty clean. Once you once you do yours, we're we're basically on ones. Which is we're golden. Yeah. We're on one. Okay. Uh so my number two pick is it, it's undoubtedly Wally. -E. Wally -E is such a great movie, 
Um, <laughs> it's a visually stunning movie. Don't you make that face to me about Wally? Wally, Wally is a fantastic film. Uh, it's essentially a silent feature, um, but with incredible visuals and uh, a lovable character that you just root for. Uh, Wally is your classic underdog story uh, that falls in love with somebody way out of his league, but still somehow manages to like make his way through. He, he's the Steve Urkel of the Pixar universe. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think Anthony might have something to say about that. <laughs> Don't give me that, okay? <laughs> garbage sucking loser. Was, whoa. <laughs> whoa. 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 I know he's a robot, but damn. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually scanning some of the like some of our picks so far. Um, and Wally has one of the worst scores uh, <laughs> of these movies, save for all the car movies. All the car movies. Do they add, do they add planes to those? All the cars. Movies, <laughs> um, Monsters University onward. Monsters University um, is trash, bro. Bugs Life, which I can forgive. Um, because it, it was, was old in the game, yeah. And Finding Dory. Other than that, Wally is the next in the crap pack. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not just me, man. The whole world feels the same way. That's um, crazy. I don't like. I don't think it's that bad. Okay, so my. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good, and I don't get it. But sorry, go ahead. You go. You go. First. I, <laughs> I think my biggest issue. I think my biggest issue with Wally is the fact that the the back half was lacking. And I really like that first half where Wally's by himself and it's completely silent. That was easily one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie. I it was fantastic. And I at that know. point, nothing else had done it. Yeah. Right. So for me, I was just like, this is amazing. If the movie managed to keep keep it like that, but still tell the story, I would agree. Imagine how great that movie would have been if it stayed 100% silent. Mm-hmm. If they found a way to do it where it had the arc and there was still no sound save for some beeps and bloops here and there from the <laughs> robots, right? I don't think you can sell that as a kid's movie, though. Like, no kid is going to sit there for two hours, a two-hour runtime with dead silence and enjoy I, I think, I don't think that you give children enough credit because <laughs> there were a lot of, there was a lot of kids, there were a lot of kids in the Wally, like when I went to see it, because I saw it in theaters, there were a lot of kids in the audience and that first half, they were dead silent because kids understand, kids can watch a story without something crazy happening. They can like, sure, they'll ask questions about what's going on or like they'll try to confirm with their parents and things of that sort if what they're seeing is actually what's happening. But I think, I think it definitely could have gotten over and as much as I'm sure they had a story in mind, I feel as though that was Pixar just like wussing out and like not pulling the trigger and saying like, hey, we could knock this whole thing out. So I still think it's fantastic, but that back half, we didn't, we didn't need. I didn't need to see humans. I didn't need the extra shit. You know? So I was prepared for this argument, okay? Mm-hmm. While I agree with you, I, I have to point out that it's almost a commentary on what's going on in the world. That the movie is great, but the second that you add humans into it, the movie goes south. And it's kind of like a commentary on, on the planet Earth itself, right? The, the thing that's kind of taking down planet Earth is uh, a human's, like, 
uh, ability to just litter and not clean up after itself. Yeah, which we and see a lot of now in, during the COVID pandemic. Everybody throw out your masks. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm tired of stepping over masks in the street. I agree with that. Yeah, man. But okay, okay, I can see that. I can I can see that they were probably trying to make a point. And, and even without, without like the meta of when the humans come in, the movie's worse, even without that, I can see that there was a point for the humans and what they were trying to say. I just don't yep. feel like it was a, a starkly different story, right? Because like you're... Like, if you look at it in that sense, then the movie is about the humans and what they did to the world, as opposed to Wally. And for me, if you're going to call the movie Wally, all I want, like, Wally is what I care about. Like, Wally is the character that I'm looking for and things of that sort. So I, I can definitely see the argument both ways, but that kind of is how I, like, where I sit on that, I think. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, my number one's controversial anyway, so doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> my only other thoughts on Wally is like I, I don't just I didn't find the, the the relationship between Wally and Eve like necessarily believable. Like, I didn't care about it. Not that it wasn't believable, is that I didn't care about it. There's nothing right. there's no part of me that was attached to those two specific characters. Right. Uh, I felt the environmental message was extremely heavy-handed. I felt it like was, the idea yeah. of I felt like the idea of um of humans being super wasteful and you know not really cherishing what we have in the time that we have and then becoming fat lazy slobs was very like of all people to sell this message to me like don't come from disney pixar like one of the biggest conglomerates <laughs> on the planet who does nothing but contribute to this overall waste i i had my own issues with it on a meta level and then i just didn't think the movie was very good but like to each their own. Uh, Eve was designed uh, by Johnny Ive, which is a fun little nod, like an interesting little. Wait, was it actually? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, like the character of Eve was designed by Johnny Ive. Yeah, correct. That's nuts. Okay. So it, it gave it like an almost like it was it was futuristic, but it, we could also like touch it because it's also designed by someone that makes products we use now. So I thought that was cool. Um, doesn't doesn't that make total sense now though? Like, doesn't it make sense that like Johnny Ive uh, like created Eve? It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally does. Once you read it, once you know about it. Um, yeah. One other thing um, that I I know was a big deal with Wally. Okay. Has, has anybody ever heard the like the expanded universe theory that like all Disney movies are connected in some way, shape, or form, and all Pixar movies are connected? Yeah. It's like a whole thing that like if you look and like the designers of these movies intentionally put parts of these movies in one another. And apparently mm-hmm. Wally was one of the biggest ones for it. Like, and you look in the trash heap, you could see Buzz Lightyear's, you could see versions of Lightning McQueen and like stuff from um, characters uh, like from Ratatouille, which I haven't seen. So apparently it was one of the bigger movies for tying together all these many like nods and hints towards other Pixar and Disney movies. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know what, but like, and that's the thing, like, I can respect that. Like, as much as it's not one of my favorites, I can respect, uh, you know, the kind of detail that you would have, that you would need to have to put all that stuff in, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can definitely respect the work that went into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Sorry. Fair enough. Something caught in my throat. I'm fine. Caught in the throat. Yeah. Get a little bit of that mizu. Well, mizu. Is it, <laughs> is it too much from us roasting your dumb number two? <laughs> you're crazy. Wally is a fantastic movie. You're out. You're off your rocker. 
Let's take it to the socials. Anybody out there that loves Wally, let us know so we can roast you too. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. That's the way it's going to go. <laughs> absolutely ruthless on the Twitter machine. <laughs> All right, gents. How about you hit us with your number ones then? Well, I shall go first. Uh, my number one, I, I personally think is a little bit controversial, but I have, I have various reasons as to why other picks that would be obvious are not my number ones. But the reason why this is my number one is I love the story of a fall from grace. I love it. Like that's like the type. So all the superhero movies I watch and things of that sort, I resonate the most with those who are um, at the top of their game and all of a sudden they lost it. And it's about them finding themselves again and finding the strength to do what they need to do. So my number one is actually Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2, Incredibles 2 is my number one film. I know. Oh my Controversial, God. right? God, that's but a that, terrible pick. But that, but that is actually my reasoning. My reasoning to that is because I love a fall from grace story. Finding me, look, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go through a couple. Let me go through a couple as to why. Finding okay. Nemo, Finding Nemo is fantastic, but it didn't ever resonate with me because fish. Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story was great. I understand. I understand why people resonate with those, but like I just never cared about toys. Like toys who are missing their master. They're toys. Like I get it, but toys though. Toys. I oh. it just wasn't for me. So for that reason, because I love an underdog story and I love a superhero fall from grace, Incredibles 2 is my number one. Uh, it's probably also because I watched it recently, but whatever. It's number one for me at this moment. Go next, gentlemen. <laughs> um, Incredibles 2 is a far disappointing movie. Far disappointing. <laughs> I remember watching it with so much enthusiasm and uh, and wonder. I was like, yes, this is a return to a universe that I, mm -hmm. I hold dearly. Mm -hmm. And I was going to strap myself in for the ride. And like, this is going to be great. We're going to see more mm -hmm. of Jack-Jack. We're, we're going to do everything. And then I watched this movie and I realized it's it's a domestic movie. Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right. If, you're, if, you're, if you were going in to watch like a smash him up superhero movie get as hyped as the first one, it was not that. No. It was, it was definitely a departure from it. And you knew very early that this movie wasn't going to be what you expected it to be. Like within 20 minutes, I'm like, this movie's not what I wanted. You're like, uh-oh. It's like, well, I'm I'm here. I might as well finish it. I'm sitting in the middle of the row. If I get up now, I have to cross over through 16 people on my left, another 24 on the right, and then I can't get out. Um, so I'm just going to watch this movie. But, like, Incredibles 2 was not a good movie. It's not something that would be even near my top 10. But, see, um, I, ag I agree that it wasn't a good movie. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree that it's what? disappointing. I agree with that, too. But my thing was my thing is always story. It's always story driven and how it resonates. The movie as a whole did not do what a superhero <laughs> Disney movie should do. But as far as a domestic family movie, I was into it. Same reason I liked Inside Out. Same reason I liked Kill Bill 2 over Kill Bill 1. It's the same thing. It's that story-driven element. I just love like looking at the human condition through a very particular lens. So like it's I wanna... a very biased pick for me. But yeah, that's I, why it's there. I want to go ahead and say that you made a, a Pixar to Kill Bill segue. 
Yeah, I don't. I they're not the same universe. <laughs> the bride was it in Cars? Five <laughs> point exploding heart technique. Oh. If we're talking about Kill Bill for a quick second, I want to point yeah. out that the most uncomfortable scene in the entire two set of movies was the bride being buried alive. Like that it, it has sucked. to be. Yeah. That sucked. That yeah. that was. Although I would, if we're going with uncomfortable, I got I probably got to go with her getting like molested in the hospital. <laughs> Like, oh, that sucked. Yeah, yeah. the guy who, yeah, by Buck, who was supposed to attend her, like, that was uncomfortable. But as yeah. far as terrifying, 100% right. I can't, that buried alive thing, no thank you. And even yeah. when she punched her way out of, like, there's no way that wouldn't have killed her. It would have killed her. <laughs> the dirt would have yeah. fallen on her face, she would have been dead. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it at um, all. If I'm going for most uncomfortable in all of the two Kill Bill movies, I'm going with Gogo Yubari and a wooden plank with a nail going into her foot. <laughs> that, yeah, that was... Christ <laughs> almighty. That, that, is, that is a way to, to be ended, for sure. Also, the bride is just so fantastic because she just goes from fight to fight to fight. Like, after beating 88, which was way more than 88 people, yeah, <laughs> crazy. It was, was like 190 people. <laughs> and then, but you know, but you know if it's Tarantino though, like you know if it's Tarantino, there had to have been 88 specifically. Yeah, oh, he yeah, yeah. hired 88 sure. actors. He's gonna look at it. It was 88, and just left. Your limbs now belong to me. Oh. <laughs> that was a good scene. Leave those. Those are yeah. mine now. Leave with what you have left. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My arm is right there. I can see it. Um, okay. Screen slaver. <laughs> That's why I want to remind you of the main villain of Incredibles 2. Screen slaver. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty bad. It's <laughs> pretty bad. You'd be ashamed of yourself, sir. What a, what it's a pretty bad. Number one. It's but pretty like, bad. I love a good superhero fall from grace movie too, uh, which is why like the DC animated stuff is really where it's at. Oh, like, that's watching the one, Red man. Sun. If you're that's not watching one. any of the like dark timeline stuff, then like that's yep. where it is for me. Mm-hmm. I love seeing, especially heroes that you've like revered for for decades, seeing right. some sort of interesting twist. That's why Teen, uh, Teen Titans, Young Justice, the whole Aqualad twist. We oh. talk about that to this day. Yes, we do. Of, we'll like, never stop. <laughs> stop. Like that, I'm in for. Incredibles 2 just, it didn't, even though I can love and appreciate why you like seeing that, I don't mm. think that movie did that particular pivot justice. And so, okay, I'm definitely fair. not giving Incredibles 2 any sort of shine. <laughs> There's uh-huh. no way you can give Incredibles 2 any sort of redeeming factor. Wow, I want to go ahead and say wow. that you put Incredibles 2 above. Like Wally and Finding Nemo. And- I just, yeah, yeah, that's just outlandish. There are two movies I really hate that everybody loves from a Pixar camp. Wally is one of them, and uh, Inside Out is the other one. But well, Inside Inside Out is Disney Pixar. Oh, well, there you go. So yes. it doesn't even get a full pick. But, um, on, but, but also though, universally panned. Like no. Well, why don't you like Inside Out? I'm I'm curious about that. It's boring to me, and I really didn't like the the weird like goofy character in the uh in the second act who ends up disappearing played by what's his name mm. bing bong bing bong yeah yeah bing bong sucked i was bing bong was weird that was a weird addition 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. It's her, you know, her imagination or whatever the hell. But yeah, like, I get that. But it wasn't necessary. Look, <laughs> I also I also say I didn't rewatch any of these movies. I'm just going off of that. <laughs> So I, get, I get the feeling like if I were to sit down and watch all of the movies we talked about today, I'd be like, yeah, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> but I am too headstrong to go back on anything I say. Yeah, so that's fair. For now, that's where we're at. This so is where we're at. How about you, Thomas, man? What's your number right, one? Well, I'm glad like we're finishing with me because yes. my pick, my number one pick has to be the least controversial option of all. When you think about Pixar, you think about what started off the family of movies that we know and love today. Mm-hmm. You think about characters that are like timeless institutions um, in the cultural zeitgeist. Everybody knows them, what they look like, their names. Buzz and Woody. Yeah. We're talking Toy Story. And oh, I, I thought you were talking about Moana. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, see, we, <laughs> we, need to re- we need to redo this. We need to redo this with Disney, though. Because, like, yeah, that's fine. the fact that I that, that Moana, even, like, Zootopia couldn't have been, although I think that's DreamWorks, whatever, couldn't mm-hmm. be dropped into this. I mean, but yes, Toy Story. Sorry, I don't want to diminish no, it. No, that's okay. I think, I think if we did it for Disney, it would be a much more challenging uh, That's exercise true. for It'd sure. Because there are some like really cream of the crop movies there. Uh, Toy Story, like you can't you can't say it wasn't a fantastic movie. It, it had a lot of the okay, so it didn't have that superhero element you loved, AP. But the element I loved about it, the idea of abandonment, the idea right. of realizing with Buzz when he realizes he's a commercial and his heart sinks because his his like concept of himself up until mm-hmm. that point was that he was this character, not just right. this mass manufactured duplicate there were so many things as an adult you could pick up on and really like walk away with and be impressed by um but then even as a kids movie like the claw and like all these other, <laughs> all these other elements from the first movie and then like don't mess with toys and like coming to life momentarily so you can screw with the neighborhood bully man there were so many things worth like loving about toy star i can't speak its praises enough Okay, are we talking about Toy Story 1 or the Toy... Because we, we can't... Uno. Not that I didn't love the other ones. Number 1 is by far the best, and then I would probably give it to number 3, and then number 4, and then number 2. <laughs> and Alan seems to have something to say. So let's go. Isn't Toy Story 2 the movie that is like regarded as the best Toy Story movie. Oh, I feel Toy like- Toy Story 1 and 2 have a 100% rating on-, on Holy uh, smokes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Toy Story 1 is not the movie that I would pick. I would go with Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 2, easily. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. It's definitely on my list of things to watch as well. Uh, but I, I will say very quickly that Toy Story 1, it, it didn't uh, captivate me like the rest of the, uh, of the Pixar catalog did. Um, I, I thought that it was just very, it wasn't a, very appealing to me. I, I, I much rather liked uh, like the latter, the latter versions, like Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 were great. Toy Story 1 didn't do it for me. I didn't like. I didn't like it. Two and three owe everything to the world building of Toy Story one, and I would argue two, Toy Story four. You haven't seen it yet, but like Toy Story four, definitely tried to recapture some of the Homeward Bound esque elements of one, and so like you could argue it's a bit of a carbon copy. Two and three did have original stories, which I'll give them, but in no way could they have existed without the powerful elements of Toy Story one. AP, back me up. 
Honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the guy to back you up here. Uh, no, honestly, for real, I, I can't. I don't hate on Toy Story actually at all. I think the characters are iconic. I think they've built, they built a great world. As much as like, because they're toys, it didn't resonate with me as much. The writing was clever. And any, and, okay, and we all know, like, I'm a big video game fanatic. And I don't think I popped more than when I got to, like, because I played the recent... Um, Kingdom Hearts. So mm. I played Kingdom Hearts, and I don't think I popped more than when I got to play and like team up with Buzz and Woody. Like that was fantastic. Like I got into the house, and then they played the "You Got a Friend in Me" music, and I was like, "Woody!" Like I like I, my <laughs> mind was blown. So clearly, even if even if I can't remember everything about the movies, like the shit is iconic. So I can't like I can't say more than enough good things actually about Toy Story. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't agree that number one would be the way to go. It's great that they Thank you. the characters. Thank you. It's great that they did that. But I found, I personally felt like two is where more action was and three was where there was more heart. Personally, See? That's how I feel about it. I don't disagree with the franchise. I disagree with the individual pick that you went with. Toy Story 1. I mean, I ha honestly have only seen Toy Story 2 once, whereas the other ones, I've definitely seen Toy Story 1 a few times. Number 3 and number 4, 4 I've only seen once, 3 I've probably seen twice, two or three times as well. But I don't know. I can't, I, unless I watch 2 again, I can't see myself liking it more than I like the first one. I think, like, the, one, the, the, the dynamic that made the first one so great, the fact that these two toys had to compete against each other was, like, a big deal for me. Um, but like, who knows, maybe rivalry's not your thing. You know, I love the Fox and the Hound. Nobody else seems to think that's one of the better Disney movies ever made. It, Cause it's not, cause it's not. I mean, it was all right. It was, <laughs> it was, it was no Aristocats, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, AP, help me out. What was the clone movie for Toy Story? Like the answer to Toy Story that was like a, like a, a more adult vulgar version and it had army, army characters versus um, these other ones. What was that movie called? There was a movie like that? Small Soldiers? Say what? Was it Small Soldiers? There was like a, there was a film called Small Soldiers. I don't think it was called Small Soldiers. I think it was called like Battle Something. I have um, not. I'll, I'll find it in but, the downtime. But, but you know what? There's always interesting offshoots, like quick, like quick tangent. As I was doing research for this, I was just researching animated movies, yeah. right? And then, and I found, okay, so you remember the B movie? Terrible movie. Nobody saw mm -hmm. it. I hope you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Cheers. But, right? So as I was doing research, there is, okay, so there's a site called Wattpad. And what Wattpad does, they allow people to write their own fan fiction for anything. So there's fan fiction on every, all they do is moderate it just to make sure it's fine. So like teenagers go in, they write fan fiction for stuff. There's a B movie fan fiction written and it's called <laughs> Bed Bugs. It's called bad bugs, guys. I hate the world. Everything about the world is bad. Bed bugs, a B movie fan fiction. Oh, oh. Somebody spent the time to want to to actually write that B movie fan fiction. That's upsetting. That is. Upsetting. Oh my god. Um, Alan, you're right. By the way, it was Small Soldiers. I don't know. Bam. I see done, sir. What a yep. the Organites, the bad, the bad guys, which turned out to actually be the good guys. What? A yep. Movie. What, a <laughs> what a movie. What a twist. Um, my only fun fact for Toy Story that I wanted to get by you guys is 
there were a couple other cast considerations for Buzz Lightyear. Tom Hanks was always going to be the guy. Like Lasseter wanted him from the moment the movie was written. Right. Billy Crystal, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, or Jim Carrey could have been Buzz Lightyear. Um, but I guess because of Tim Allen's like current like stardom at the time, uh, Home Improvement, Santa Claus, it went to Buzz or it went mm -hmm. to Tim. And Tim Allen and Tom Hanks recorded together, at least for the first movie, all of their scenes together to build that relationship between those two characters. It's because they did it in the same room, same studio. It was great. Oh, that's cool. So they, they could be, they want to be buddies off screen and on. So build, yep. that, build that. So I, I also read another really great fun fact about uh, Toy Story. One of the movies actually got entirely deleted. Oh, yes. One, yeah. What? <laughs> but, so one of the movies, one year before it was about to get released, their entire cut was deleted. Was and it during the writer's strike, if I'm not mistaken? It was, it was some, like, momentous occasion. But, uh, like, the entire archive of uh, edits and, uh, and CG that they were doing all deleted. And one editor had, like, an off-site copy, and that saved the entire movie. Wow. Yep. Because That's she she was on vacation or, or mat leave or something. And so she had like the, the biggest copy of the movie um, yeah. that didn't get deleted because it was on a hard drive that she had that nobody else had access to. So they were panicking. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That would have sucked. That would have been disastrous. Whew. Well, well, happy that didn't happen though, because that was uh that was part of their big trifecta, right? Like I think it was mm -hmm. It was Toy Story. I think it was uh, Monsters Inc. And I want—I want to say Finding Nemo because they had like mm -hmm. three. They had like three franchises that they wanted to like base Pixar off of, and I yep. think those were the three. So I—I I mean, it's good that they didn't—they uh, didn't screw the pooch when it came to Toy Story, man. Yep. Although, okay. Also, sidebar: screw the pooch. Terrible phrase. Not never used. It. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know where yeah. that came. Whoever came up with it, you're burnt. I don't understand. You're burnt. <laughs> I know Shea has a great joke about that, isn't that? Yeah. Like screwing the pooch and shitting the bed. He's like, who made these up? That's yeah, like, right. So I'm just like, when I make a mistake, boy. <laughs> when I make a mistake, I'm not doing either of those two things. That's, <laughs> don't put my mistake in the same class as screwing a dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> two different classes. Well, that Probably. seems like a good enough point to uh, to end this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Yeah. This has been another episode of the Brain Trust Countdown. I think we got maybe a little uh, a little teaser of uh, or a little fun bit that happens right about now. To Brain Trust. All right, guys. This week we're going to do something a little different. Can't this wait. is not related to anything else that we've talked about this entire episode. But I thought it was hilarious because I just read it or I just heard it on another podcast and I wanted to try it out with you guys. Okay. I have two tongue, tongue twisters that I really want to hear your attempt at. Tongue twisters, okay. Tongue twisters Easy. because I know you, go, you both like to boast that you're great with lyrics. And yeah. You, yeah I, want, I want your attempt at these tongue twisters. And I'll say it out loud, but I will also po uh, post it in the chat. Okay, just so we can see it. Exactly. <clears throat> so the first one is this one. <clears throat> uh, copy and paste does not want to cooperate with me right now. Yo, computers are odd. They're always fighting yeah. back. <laughs> Damn you, Skynet. Damn you to hell. 
Danny Skynet. Six long, slim, slick, slender samplings. Easy. AP, you want to go first or want me to talk? <laughs> you take it if it's so easy. <laughs> Ready? How fast do you want me to go? You want to just keep saying it? Tongue Say twister. It so, yeah, so, so I'm going for speed. Six long, slim, slick, slender samplings. Six long, slim, slick, slender samplings. Six long, slim, slick, slender samplings. Six long, slick, 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 slick. <laughs> if it change, change slick to thick and see if that makes it better. <laughs> Big slender samplings, here we go. <laughs> um, I don't know why my brain broke the fourth time, but I think the first attempt was pretty good. I don't know. Six long, slim, slick, slender samplings. 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 Not bad. Not bad. It's all right. Not bad. Very well done for uh, a first attempt. Okay. Here we go with the other one. I think the trick with some of these is just to find the alliteration and just get your mind used to like, this is what we're doing. Yes. Or it's always going to be this sound, you know? <laughs> this one is some shun sunshine, some shun shade. Oh. Ooh. It's kind of like an easy. apples and oranges that, things. That actually makes yeah. sense. Though. I like that. Yeah. It does. Some sunshine, 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 shade. Sunshine. Nailed it. <laughs> Someone's sun, shun sign. <laughs> shame, some shame. You're having a tough time. Shame. It's some shun, sunshine, some shun shade. 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 Some shun shade. What? Some shun shade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you heard me. Shum shun shade. Nope. Everybody said it. Everybody said it. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to try it at home, we'll post it in the chats. By all means, we want to see it. We want to hear it. But thank you for joining us on another episode of the Brain Trust Countdown. Thank we'll see y'all next week. Bye bye. Pixar team out. What up, Lassiter? <laughs> <laughs> The Brain Trust Podcast is hosted by Alan, Anthony, and AP, three best friends with a penchant for arguing about the inane. Our theme music, production, and mixing is all handled by the very talented AP. Want to continue the argument online? Have a countdown you think we should tackle next? Hit us up at the Brain Trust Podcast on Instagram or the underscore BT Podcast on Twitter. See you next week.